Hello, hello, and welcome to the Maternity Podcast, where we chat all things mom. Welcome back. We are here with our first interview episode and we're super excited about our guest. Um, Before we get into that, a couple of just like housekeeping things. Um, We're going to go ahead and skip our segment of the funny stories just to keep this episode from getting too long. Um, But we do want to let you know that you can actually submit your own stories. So if you have any funny stories that you'd like to share, um, we're recording and distributing all of these podcasts through Anchor. And so there's a link now in this description and you can click it and send us in just a little like voice memo and we can add those into our podcast. So anything you'd like to say to us, especially if you have funny stories, we'd love to hear from you. Um, So go ahead and check out that link down below. Um, But we'll go ahead and get right into it and introduce who our guest is. Megan, if you want to introduce kind of who she is. Yeah. So um, today we had a super fun interview with Mary Pat Sass. She's a farm mom to um, probably by the time this comes out to two at the time that we recorded this one and one on the way and she lives out in Illinois with her um, husband and her boys they have a family farm and a cheese business and she chats about um, how it is to be a uh, farm mom and running a business and all the things that go along with that so I'm super excited for you to hear this and let's get into the interview Um, we want to welcome Mary Pat today. I feel kind of like I'm meeting a celebrity. I love Mary Pat so much. Um, her name is Mary Pat Sass. She likes to go by MP or Mary Pat, but don't call her Mary. Um, <laughs> she She's a farm wife in Illinois, and I actually met her through Instagram. She shares her farm story on there. She has a little boy named Hank, and... She's currently pregnant with a healthy, happy, I guess we can assume happy, (laughs) rainbow baby right now. And so, yeah, we just want to welcome you here, Mary Pat. I'm so glad that you said yes to coming on here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy and excited to be here. Okay, so the thing I want to dive right into is, um... And you can probably expound more because this is your story, but um, you shared on your Instagram about how you were um, a driven career woman and you loved your job and you always just expected to kind of work like that. Um, But when you had Hank, you made the hard decision to stay home and you actually end up starting your business, The Cheesery. And I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to kind of share that story a little bit with us. Yeah, I will share more on that story. So um, I worked in the egg industry for five years and definitely thought that I would be continuing my career through my entire life. I thought my kids would go to daycare. I had no business staying home. And at the time, I really didn't know all the things that a stay-at-home mom does. Um, And once I had Hank my entire perspective on really life changed on what was important. And all of a sudden, I just really didn't feel like what I was doing was really, really important anymore. And the time I was spending working, I just wasn't fulfilled. And it was such a drastic change. I just wasn't that I was not expecting at all. 
Um, but the time that I was working after I had him, I just remember like sitting in my office feeling like I was doing the work that was given to me or what was asked of me, but it just, what was the point of it? Like what, what was I actually doing in the world that mattered and somebody else was, you know, watching my baby every day. So, um, I was super unhappy. The, the company I worked for had even created a new position for me after I had Hank so I could be home more because I had been traveling a lot. Um, and it just, I felt really terrible telling them, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I know you guys have really bent over backwards for me. Um, but I ended up having a really serious conversation with my husband. And we decided for our family it was best if I stayed home. So stayed home and uh, quickly found out that I really loved being a stay-at-home mom, but I wanted to kind of branch out and do a, like a few more things. Not that being a stay-at-home mom isn't enough because it tr- definitely is. It's more than enough. <laughs> but I just kind of started sharing our farming story on Instagram because I saw other farm wives doing that. And I thought, well, we have a story to share. Like, we're a generational farm. We've got a lot of experience, and with my past experience, I want to start sharing. And so I got down on that journey. But in the fall, after I quit my job, so I quit my job in February, and I um, that summer after I kind of had like this drive to kind of start a business of my own, not really totally related to the farm that we currently run and. Um, So I just, honestly, the idea came to me in a pontoon in northeast Wisconsin on a lake. We were talking about cheese and how in Wisconsin, there's so many places where you can go buy a good cheese, but once you go into Illinois, it's just, there's nothing. It's literally like there's a wall in between Wisconsin and Illinois where you can't find good places to buy cheese. And... I was having a discussion, it was actually with one of, like, our, dis- like, a more, it was, like, my mother-in-law's cousin about <laughs> how if we could figure out some of the marketing with cheese that, and get it into more people's hands, you know, there, it's just, there's really not a good way to do that right now. So, I knew that the creamery that my parents sell to there are dairy farmers in Wisconsin, I knew that they have really good cheese, because whenever we go to my parents' We eat their cheese, and <laughs> there's just unique flavors and options. So I told my dad one day in August, like, hey, I really want to start selling cheese down in Illinois. And we got it set up within a couple months to be part of what they call Autumn Drive, which is basically like an event. It's a f- autumn event, you know, where people can buy their apple cider and drive around to different farms and buy apples or pumpkins or whatever and we set up our house or our farm stop as a cheese stop and it was crazy we had like 2,000 plus people stop in that weekend and sold a lot of cheese and that's kind of how the business was born yeah and your cheese truly is incredible like being from Utah I was like oh man we got sharp cheddar like this is fancy cheese and then (laughs) I got some of your cheese and I'm like whoa like 
I don't even know what cheese is anymore. Like that is just like next level. It's weird. It's like you can't really know until you experience it for sure. It's true. Like we actually right now have like the exact the mozzarella from the cheesery and mozzarella from the grocery store. And like, I promise they're not the same cheese. Like <laughs> the cheesery just like way better. I'm like, wow. I did not know what I was missing out on. <laughs> it's sad, really. It's a travesty. Yes. So, also, do you want to just also tell us about um, how you're running the cheesery now with Hank and stuff? How you're able to both run this very successful business because you're now shipping all over. I mean, I'm in Utah and you're shipping to me. So, you're shipping all over and still being like the stay at home mom. Yeah. Um, I don't do it alone. I definitely don't want people to think I do. I mean, so one thing that's really nice, um, I have a the daycare that it's like an in-home daycare that I used to send Hank to when I was working full time. They take him for me like randomly. So if I need a day while I'm doing cheese stuff, they take him and I'm trying to get consistent with bringing him just at least one time a week because the socialization has been really good, but also I get a lot done when he's not home with me. <laughs> um, and the shipping has honestly been a game changer for the business just related to COVID because I wanted to build a little cheese shop and instead of running right now, I run it all out of my garage and it's like, I, it just doesn't feel of, official. Like, yes, I have the official looking fridges and coolers and whatever, but it's just not my own like shop space. So last year I was in like the planning phases for that and then COVID hit and pretty much everything was like shut down and building planning was shut down. <laughs> like I couldn't get in to meet with our county or anything like that. And so I just was like, well, if I can't have people come to me, I want to get the product to them. So I did a ton of research on how to ship and what different programs to use and with what supplies to use and I tested and like did a bunch of a trial and error which was very costly and crazy but um yeah built it into something that actually is more more we have more shipping business than local business at the moment because of COVID so that's way cool I love how yeah. you have so many things in your motherhood journey, like where you were like, I'm just going to be a career woman. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. And now you're like, have such a good combination of like having Hank go to daycare sometimes, but also being a stay at home mom. Like you have a very unique perspective on motherhood, I feel like. Yeah. And one thing I for sure think is like, yes, kids change your entire life. Like they flip your world upside down, but that doesn't mean that you can't still go for your goals like Hank comes with me pretty much on every run that I go to get cheese he's with me we go and we stay with my parents for a couple days and then he comes with me and goes and gets it and yeah he's like my little sidekick all the time I love it how do you yeah. feel like having another baby will change that do you are you like nervous to have a newborn and try and do that or yeah I'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, we're going to take some time off this summer and try to figure out, uh, I guess, what our plan is going to be because I can handle like a once a month thing, but during Christmas things get really busy and we do a lot of orders and um, yeah, I'm not sure. 
if I can get more family to help or uh, I'm I know by the time our newborn is old enough I'll be sending him or her whatever it is to daycare <laughs> as well when Hank goes like if it's cheese time so yeah yeah that having a newborn changes everything and having a business on top of that that's yeah tricky yeah it'll be interesting but we'll get through it and it's only a season so just keep sure. reminding myself that so speaking of doing hard things what would you say has like been the hardest thing about being a mom for you Ooh, um, probably, you know, the, it's a pretty obvious one, but just being responsible for somebody more than yourself, like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's just a big one, you know, you can't, um, even, like, I'm just thinking about it along the lines of, like, business and stuff, my main job is still being a mom, so if there's things that I want to do with the business, I always 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 have to consider like how does this affect Hank and how does it affect like can we even make it happen because of you know my priorities so definitely just not being able to jump at every chance maybe but consider things and think them through because I'm a pretty impulsive person so yeah I get that (laughs) yep Okay, I have another kind of off-the-cuff question for you. How did you decide Hank's name? I love that name. It's like cute little old-fashioned kind of country name. But how did you guys decide to name him that? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I know that when... So we didn't find out with him either, either what we were going to have. Like, it was it was a surprise. And we had been talking about names, and we both agreed on a girl name. Like, we were set. We were good. When it came to boy names, we were not really in agreement. And <laughs> I don't know. I think he just came out and we, we had like a list of names, you know. And I Hank was always my favorite. I, I mean, okay, I'll tell you guys. I always actually truly wanted to name my first son Jack. But because um, that's my dad. Well, my dad's name is John, but everybody calls him Jack. And we're like peanut butter and jelly. So I wanted to name my kid Jack. Um, And Hank was actually born the day after my dad's birthday. But I will never be able to name a kid Jack Sass. Because if you say it too fast, it sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Hank, I don't know. It was just, you know, you kind of go through and it's not a family name. He's not named Henry and we call him Hank. His name is just Hank. And... It was just one of those names that I really liked when we were looking through. Nothing super connected, but his middle name is Joshua, so he has his dad's name in the middle. That's cute. Yeah. I I love that name so much. I'm always like, oh, Hank's such a cute name. (laughs) It's coming back. Those classic names are coming back. This is true. They are coming back. All right. Now that we talked about the hardest part about being a mom, what's your favorite part about being a mom? I think it changes every day because he changes every day. I don't know. It's just watching them grow, I guess, is probably my favorite. Like, within the last month, he's really started to talk and say words, and he's really funny. Like, (laughs) he's a cool kid. So I think it's when they come out, you're just, like, astounded that 
like God could even gift you something so amazing and so special and then as they grow and develop they just keep getting cooler and cooler so it's like I don't know that my favorite things change but right now I'd just say his little goofy personality and how he's a he's a total mama's boy so yeah <laughs> Aww, love mama boys yeah Josh is one of those mama's boys too so he he totally <laughs> he knows what he's created so <laughs> <laughs> oh good yeah so speaking of Josh um when you had Hank do you want to just talk about I guess your feelings of how your relationship with Josh changed or I guess, yeah, just like what you felt about your marriage once you had kids. Yeah. Ooh, this is something I haven't really thought about deeply, but just like thinking of it initially, like our first three years of marriage, I traveled like a lot for work and I mean, probably two or three nights a week I was in a hotel or or staying up at my parents because they lived closer to the territory I covered and um that's just a really like hard way to start a marriage is to be gone and like not seeing that person a lot so for me honestly kids having Hank changed me because I was home more and we just got closer and closer because of that like um, when I was working, <laughs> sometimes Josh would call me and be like, where are you tonight? Like, where are you even staying? Because I was going so many places and he just couldn't, we both couldn't keep up, especially if it was planting or harvest. And I'd tell him, well, I'm at this hotel. Like I tried to stay in the same hotels so that, you know, if somebody needed me, they knew that when I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin, usually I stay at this hotel. Um, but it was just not a very... We loved each other. Obviously, we were madly in love with each other, and we still are. But um, now that I stay home and we do more work together with social media and the cheese business, we're just more connected. And um, I feel like our marriage has been able to grow. And I don't know. It's gotten better with me being around more. I don't know. Good thing, I guess. I actually want to see my husband. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like he's a good dad? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that was a... You knew the answer to that one. <laughs> I didn't know the answer to that one. You showed out a lot and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm like, Jake, let's let's be farmers. Look at how much Hank gets to be with his dad. And Jake's like, I, I don't... That logic doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I feel like farmers are usually so busy. Yeah, it's like... It's different though. We talk about this a lot because... Um, I don't know, people always, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but <laughs> people always say like, oh, thank a farmer, they work so hard, like, and and they do, and like, yeah, it's great to be thanked, but we don't need to be thanked, we're doing something that we love, and I don't thank every single person for all the jobs that they do, you know, like, that are hard. I mean, there should be shirts that say thank an electrician because holy crap, what happens if we didn't have electricity or thank a plumber? Like there's so many jobs out there that on the outside looking in, they look really hard or whatever. But farmers are like one of the only professions that their families can be part of it when they're really, really busy. 
And that's a huge blessing that we have that a lot of other occupations don't. So even though it is hard and like he isn't home for bedtime for many, many weeks at a time, like we can see him during the day and it's, it's not like we go without. So that's so cool. I love, I love the little glimpse that we see on Instagram of that. Um, just like your family time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We try to make it a priority because I mean, last fall was really the first time that Hank really realized that dad wasn't home for bedtime and it was hard because he would be like he actually got because last harvest we had like a very good harvest there wasn't a lot of rain so we just kind of it's nice to have that because you just get a lot done really fast but it's hard because they don't have any breaks either so Hank got to the point where he actually didn't want to go ride in the combine and he was like mad about farming it kind of felt like and it was really hard to see that um but I don't know it's if you don't get them out in it they'll be even more mad about it because like they don't see what dad's doing when he's not home with them you know mm-hmm. I don't know now he's ready to go back in the tractors for planting he's been really excited okay. for that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Along those lines, I just, could you tell us a little bit about what you feel like it is like raising kids on a farm? Because obviously not a lot of kids get that opportunity to grow up where they're out working with their parents and they're living on these big farmlands and they're getting to work in tractors and stuff like that. So what do you think, what is it like for you raising your kids on a farm? I mean, to be honest, it's really the only life I've ever known. Um, I because growing up on the dairy like that is just how we were raised we were raised to help and we were raised to really enjoy being outside and working and stuff so I'm I'm looking forward to giving Hank the opportunity and also sneaking some animals in there for him to experience but um also I just want like for me I'm really conscious of this like as he gets older not making him feel like he doesn't have other options to do other things like in the summer if he wants to be a part of a basketball league or something like yeah he can do that like it's not like we're gonna keep him you know we will employ him if he wants to be paid to pick rocks or whatever we're doing that day but um I don't know I want my kids to to love what they do whether it's farming or not so it is a good it is a really unique experience that not a lot of kids get but Um, one thing people ask me is like, if I'm not a farmer or a farmer's kid, like how do I get involved in farming? And like my number one thing is just find a farmer that you would work for and start learning from them. And it's harder than, it's probably a lot harder than I just made it sound, but, um, really that's the best way I feel like. I love that. I love, I love agriculture. That's like, that's where my heart is, is agriculture. And I just think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of different ways to be involved in it. Like if you are starting your own farmstead, I don't know. I feel like some people who have, I don't I don't even like the term hobby farm or whatever, because I feel like any kind of farmer is a still like is a farmer and it's still really, really hard work. And any level of farming, whether it is part-time or full-time, 
you're going to get, you know, the experience of what it is to be a farmer. So even if you don't do it for your full-time job, I feel like doing something, even having a big garden or having chickens or whatever is a good experience for people who want to do it and for their kids. I agree. Definitely agree. So what is the naughtiest or slash funniest thing that Hank has done? Oh my goodness. I might need to ask Josh. I'm going to call him quick. He's right outside, but. Okay. (laughs) He'll probably remember before I will. But the problem right now is he repeats everything that I say and not Josh. So I don't know why that is, but I have to really watch what I say. He does do, if you say, like, Hank, like, I don't know, it's probably a bad thing, whatever. You say he's doing something naughty, he looks at you and says, points at you and says, Mommy, naughty. Which, I don't know if that's super naughty, but. That's cute. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, not a a better. You're (laughs) okay. No, I like that one. That's funny. Yeah. No, you're you're naughty, Mom. Don't tell me I'm naughty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, if you could tell other moms or even, like, yourself when you were, like, pregnant with Hank, like, one thing, like, what to expect or just anything about motherhood, what would you tell yourself or other moms who are about to be a mom? Hmm. Okay. Never say never. <laughs> Never say you won't give your kids certain snacks or never say you won't let them watch TV or basically like until you've been in the throes of motherhood (laughs) saying that you're not going to do something, especially to people who are already parents is they, they're probably going to be like, okay. And then in five years when you have a kid or whatever, it's yeah, you totally get, go back on a lot of your words, I think. Oh Yeah. You're a perfect parent until you have kids. That's how it always goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, when I was going to school, um, I did early childhood. And so when I was finishing up, I already had tell. So I was already a mom. And in, like, a lot of the classes, people would, like, say stuff. And I was like, are you serious? You know, like, they'd, like, do some, like, report or whatever. I'm like, if you just give kids no screen time until they're two, then you're like, X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, that's not happening. (laughs) Yep. Give us a realistic goal here. Good luck. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. That had to be difficult to be like with people who had no idea. Like, I don't know. College, I just feel like I was such a different person. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What's your best mom hack? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Lately, I've been really feeling that whole putting the rubber tire rubber on our tractor tires that Hank drives around because, but nah, we can edit, you can edit that out. I need to think of a better one. No, I think that that's a great one. I love that. Tell us, <laughs> tell people who don't follow you every day, don't know about it. Tell them about that. Well, Hank loves like those ride on tractors that you can ride on (laughs) drive around they're like electric but man they come with the worst tires ever on the planet they're like plastic and they spin out and they get stuck so josh modified it and i guess it's more of a dad hack not really a mom hack 
Maybe if I would, I don't know, whatever. It could be either. But we screwed rubber tire to the outside of the plastic tire and it like totally changed the entire tractor. So instead of him crying and getting mad every time he got stuck, now he can power through a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, that's a mom hack. You don't have to pull him out always. Yes. Poor body. Yes. (laughs) Yep, or hear him crying from across the yard that he's stuck. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other ones that I can't off the top of my head. That's okay. I like that mom hack. I have some hard questions. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, that's okay. (laughs) It's good. Okay, so one of the reasons, like, probably the biggest reason that was a motivator for us to start maternity was that um, being a mom, I just was like, wow, this is so lonely. Like, I just, like, would be in tears, like, every night to Jake. I'm like, I'm just so lonely. Like, no one gets it. And he's like, probably every mom feels like that. Every mom um, is kind of in the same boat as you probably and so that's kind of where this came out of is he's like why don't you like build a community of moms who can be like you're not alone and um I'm wondering have you ever felt things like that have you ever felt lonely being a mom oh yeah yes 100% and I mean not that I mean being a mom in it okay I'm trying to think of like how to word this because a farm mom too is like a little bit I've felt lonely in that just because having a lot of friends who don't farm but are moms and like getting together for play dates or whatever sometimes is hard during our busy seasons so I felt like sometimes that has kind of made me more of an outcast like for those like social gatherings or even like you know if there's I mean there hasn't been a lot of gatherings because of COVID so I feel like a lot of people are lonely because of that but um having to say no to like a mom's night during harvest or planting is really hard to like build a good social, I don't know, crew locally. Um, but I do feel like, uh, being a mom, like you just, it's harder to make time for people. (laughs) Sounds terrible. It's harder to like make time, especially for like face to face, like meeting with people because of nap times or whatever, like your schedulers, your schedules are just really challenging at times, but the online community has really helped me feel less lonely because there's a lot of people, like you said, in the same boat as you. And even though you're not in person or like interacting with them physically, which I feel like is still very important to have people in your life, like in person, but it's helping to fill some of that gap and realize that you're not alone and be able to talk to people about your specific situation because maybe you don't know somebody personally going through the same things, but there's definitely somebody out there who is. And they're not too hard to find because of social media. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that this platform can do that. So, like, I'm just hoping that someone can connect with what you're saying. You have so many awesome, awesome things like being a farm mom and um, all of your motherhood story and owning the cheesery that you're sharing online. And I just hope that someone can hear this and be able to connect with you and be like, oh, look, like I'm not the only one trying to do this thing that I connect with them because you have a very, a very unique motherhood experience. And 
don't know. I just love it. It's so awesome to watch and be connected with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate knowing you as well. And, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like you've said it a couple times, like, oh, what you're doing is so awesome. And yet I just, I never want people to feel like what they're doing isn't also really freaking awesome because whatever you're doing for your family, like in your stage of life is in like, as long as you're doing what you know is best, like you should be really, really, really proud of that. And anything new that you take on comes with different challenges as well. So um, just having the confidence that you're able to make the decisions that are best for you and your family is a huge, huge thing, I feel like, for just having an overall positive outlook on life. For sure. I love that. (laughs) And I'm just so glad you came on here. I Seriously, when we were, like, making our list of everyone that I would love to have on this podcast, I'm like, oh, all of these people are so Instagram famous. They would never say yes. But Heather was like, just try it. You never know if you don't try. I was like, okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't even feel like that at all. And when you – I mean, so I have gotten asked to, like, be in, I don't know, on podcasts or newspaper articles or whatever. And honestly, like, I filter through a lot of it because, like, I do think about – like the time I spend and your goals and everything with this podcast resonated with me and we've interacted a lot and I I still don't feel like just because you I don't even feel like my following's like crazy it's just I don't know if you connect with people you connect with people and shouldn't matter how many people you connect or how many followers you have like there's genuine connections made so yeah and you're one of them (laughs) Oh. <laughs> it really has been fun to listen to you. If people want to like hear more of your story, tell them where they can find you. Like, what's your Instagram? Are you on other platforms? Yeah, pretty much anywhere that you look for me. If you type in Mary Pat Sass, it should come up. Um, Instagram is just Mary Pat dot Sass because there was already a Mary Pat Sass on Instagram, which is really strange. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I guess I did just start doing TikToks, which is new for me, but that's been kind of fun. It's the same, Mary MaryPat.sass. So, yeah, and I'm on Facebook, but only because I'm on Instagram. That's really <laughs> how it goes these days. But <laughs> And a shameless plug, go to the Cheesery. That's where else you can find her cheese, if you're wondering, because I promise you it will change your life. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that, that happened for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, phone. we're gonna go broke. We are spending all of our budget on cheese. I'm like, well, what else do we need to live? Nothing. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. thank you for coming on here. We'll let you get back to your night, but you shared some really good wisdom with us, and. I just love your story and I love you and thank you. Oh, thanks you guys. Thank you so much for having me and I'm so excited to listen to your podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview and this episode. Um, It has lots of really fun stuff and we really love talking to Mary Pat. Um, We just wanted to let you know all the different platforms, please go and follow us on Instagram and the blog. We've got way more content coming out there. 
Um, and we would also love to see you guys in the comment sections, rate and review, um, all that kind of stuff. And like we said earlier, we'd love to hear from you in the voice memos and we'll see you next week. Bye.